All right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you again for joining Motivate to Elevate for another week on my podcast. You could be anywhere, but I know you chose to be here. And I know there's thousands of you out there listening, right? Yes, I know. Calm down, calm down. I hear the crowd cheering now. But hope everyone had a wonderful week and had a wonderful weekend. Now, I do have a special guest with me this evening that's going to help me co-host for this topic. Um, And I I thought it was very important because the topic for this evening is social media and the impact on our mental health. Now, before I go any further into this discussion, into this topic, let me please introduce my, um, my guest for the evening. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Shamar, for having me. Tonight, um, I am a Fordham student currently pursuing my social work degree, and I'm very excited to be here tonight. Oh, thank you, uh, Stephanie. I definitely appreciate it. Yes, Stephanie is an intern, a social work intern, and I'm so happy because I am a social worker. So when we can add great people to the field, it's always a positive and plus. It's always a, it's always a positive um, thing. So the topic this evening, like I just mentioned a few moments ago, is about social media and impact on mental health. Now, I found a quote that I thought was pretty powerful. I'm going to share it with the audience. Social media, don't use it to impress people. Use it to impact people. And I, I think that's very important because that's really what you have, right? The people that use social media. And when I say the people, that's probably many of us. We either use it to impress people or we use it to spread knowledge, to spread wisdom, to spread education. And before I even get into that topic and dig a little deeper, Stephanie, let me ask you, what, what are your thoughts about social media? Since you are on the younger side than me, we're not going to say your age, because then that just makes me feel that much older. I mean, of course, Jamar. I mean, today in day, social media has been very beneficial. I think personally, you know, in, as an individual, Social media has helped me access resources, um, therapy, uh, different avenues of how to, you know, properly search um, different agencies, you know, through hashtags. I think as a social worker and an inspiring social worker, you know, it's allowed me, you know, to view other social workers work and what they do in their practice through that medium because they've been able to use social media as a way to teach, you know, students to teach, you know, other colleagues within the profession and even more profound going beyond that social media has been used as a way to connect people especially during this time of COVID. Mm, thank you for sharing that and you know um, just to your to your last point you you said social media has been important to connect people right during especially during COVID you know we already know the world is small but social media allows the world to be much smaller and as just as a society, as a world, we're always on the go, right? We're always moving. And I think when COVID hit, when this pandemic hit, it, it allowed a lot of us to sit back and, you know, not travel so much, but yet still have an ability to connect with people that are in other countries, that are in other cities and our other states. And I think that has been tremendously beneficial. Um, unfortunately, it had to happen under these circumstances, but it didn't stop us from connecting with people. It just, it allowed us to connect in different ways. And to that same point, I think about, because a lot of my programs that I supervise, it's, it's in a school setting. 
And, you know, we run after school programs, youth programs, do teens programs. A lot of the contact, a lot of the connections is actually through the internet. And it's a little bit different, right? Because you miss that interpersonal connection with people because now you do have more contact via Zoom or via Google Classroom where that you can't really build those genuine relationships. Um, let me let me ask you this question then. Speaking about genuine relationships, how do you think it has impacted relationships in itself? I mean, relationships through social media, you know, when you look at it one way in terms of the pandemic, you know, not having the actual person in front of you and using technology helps you feel less alone. When we look at it on a more physical and emotional level, you know, there's never going to be something that replaces having a person in front of you, you know, having that interaction. And social media has been able during this time to fill in that gap that's there. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it fills it completely where it will be replaced. You know, interpersonal connections are always very valuable, especially, you know, today and especially during this time of COVID where people are facing depression and anxiety and using social media in a way has been able, you know, to allow people to cope with that, to be able to pick up, you know, their iMessager or TikTok and connect with other people who are facing the same struggle. So it is really much of a 50-50 in terms of how, you know, people look at interpersonal relationships and how valuable it is for them. But social media, especially during this time, has allowed to not completely lose that. Mm, that was a very uh, well thought out answer. And I definitely appreciate that. You drop in gems for my audience. I hope everyone is taking notes. Um, and in that same breath, um, Stephanie, let me ask you, how often or in what ways do you utilize social media? Uh, I personally use social media in everything I do, uh, whether it be connecting with uh, social workers in different states, even in different countries, you know, in the way we view the profession. TikTok has been my number way of using uh, social media as a form and a platform to connect through my Instagram and my followers to bring a bit of teaching from other professions or even gathering skills that may be useful as I know you know social media has become an open book and allowing people for the first time to describe their struggles and to be honest and say hey this is what I'm facing and turning around and seeing a person below them as they scroll like oh they're facing the same thing you know, and that to connect on that level with issues that are very personal, especially mental health or other struggles during this time, social media has opened up that avenue to have an open discussion and not make mental health taboo. Um, you know, and I think one of the biggest things I could say, even regarding to TikTok, you know, when you search up hashtags and let's say you search up mental health, you'll see a bunch of many different platforms that talk on mental health, the value of mental health, and no sense does it, it builds a sense of community when you look through the comments and people say, I'm going through this, thank you, you know, thank you for talking about this, I feel heard and I feel seen. And so social media in that way has been very powerful. Hmm. And you know what, and you, you highlighted so many positives about social media. So in that same breath, let me ask you this then, what would be some of the negative impacts of social media? No, of course. I mean, so being vulnerable on social media also leads to the very own of being ridiculed, you know, and I think that's the other part of social media that we have to be very careful with, you know, the words that we choose to put on there, the vulnerability that we decide 
to display because there is going to be people there who don't under understand who will have negative comments about it and that you know when we talk about interpersonal relationships and social media relationships there's a much more access to people in ways that you know you're literally inviting them into your home and the access and the impact on that on your own well-being is enormous and so it's not to say that you know social media is you know always going to be perfect it does have its setbacks but social media in itself you know it's in how you use the platforms that in today that we really need to look at it whether we want to be a positive impact or a negative one you know stephanie you said something um that was, that was very important you said social media you allow people in your homes right so and, and social media is like a catch-21 it's it's so many positives but then on the other end, it has so many negatives, right? And it's about creating boundaries for yourself, um, creating, having the ability to disconnect. And I'm going to be honest, I'm guilty, but I do think I have a healthy relationship with social media. I do know what I should post and what I shouldn't post, right? Because believe it or not, people say, well, it's how I feel. If you don't appreciate it, don't read my post. But then five years down the line, your views may change. If you're looking for a job and an employee pulls up your, your Facebook or your Instagram or your TikTok and they see all of this behavior, this undesirable behavior, now it may impact it may impact you from getting this position or getting that job. So just because you press delete, it doesn't go anywhere. There's screenshot, and then there's also search history where people can still search you up, search your comments. When you look at politicians, right, it could be something they did 15 years ago, but it's on social media. Someone clicked the article, and now it's it's out there for the world to see. So I think it's something about creating healthy boundaries within social media. It's something that's extremely important. I tell parents, you know, um, monitor what your children are doing. And at the same time, how you monitor what your children are doing, that also speaks to you as an adult. Monitor what you're posting. Because, you know, personally, when like I said earlier, when I use social media, it's to promote, it's for uplifting messages, it's to keep people aware, but it's never speaking negative about someone. It's never to tear someone down. It's never controversial. But I like to create speaking points and talking points about, aha, you know what, let's let's talk about it. And I think even when you go into the schools, right, bullying, I'm not sure you have any experience with hearing about students being bullied um, through social media. Um, and if you have, would you like, can you share without saying any names or anything? No, of course. I mean, when we talk about the rates of bullying on social media with with kids they're very high you know whether mm. it's displayed very evidently or whether it's behind a door that's not seen you know when we look at tiktok and views on a video and someone's and a kid's being you know vulnerable and they're sharing and someone duets the video and they make comments that are pretty much bullying bullying the kid and and you see that in you know it's 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 as a double sword you know you have people who come to the rescue who say, you know, hey, you know, what you're doing is not okay. Bullying is never an answer. And if you don't like what the person is saying or what they're doing, you know, why even comment? But then the reality is, as you said, Shamar, those, that impact of being bullied online never goes away. Because although you Mm -hmm. have people who support you and who will defend you, people who are older people in the same, you know, age group as you, especially as a child, you know, to be going through that on such wide platforms because there is no lie today social media has grown much bigger since the pandemic started in ways that people connect and so 
to see that and to view that. And I've um, unfortunately have you that even on my own for you pages where you could just scroll up and you see another kid bullying another kid on social media. And it's like, what do you do? And of course, this goes towards, you know, anybody, you know, who sees this, you can report it, you can have the page shut down for the person who is doing the bullying, right, reach out to see if, you know, the child has support. And by then, of course, by the time you do see that content, you'll see so many people supporting, you know, the person who is getting bullied and have, you know, resources for them. But the reality is, and it's very important to be conscientious, when you are bullying someone online, it, you know, it leaves a mark, an emotional and and mental mark on the person going through that. And it's something, you know, that's hard to recover from. And to to all your points, you're absolutely right. And when you see someone that is doing something inappropriate or making someone uncomfortable, it's called being an upstander, right? Um, As opposed to a bystander. So doing something positive to uplift that other person. And I remember back in the day, you know, if someone teased you or bullied you in school, it stayed within that cafeteria. Now that cafeteria is in about two, 300 schools, of course, more than that, thousands of schools across the globe because you have the camera, you have the cell phone. So, you know, it's, it could be damaging. It could be crippling. Um, and people, you know, back in the day, they would say, oh, just get over it. And they used to say sticks and stones may break your bones, but words don't hurt. And, you know, as I got older, I realized that words hurt more than sticks and stones because you can heal from a, you can heal from a cut. But that emotional scar, that, that, that hurt, that pain, that doesn't go away that easily. So, you know, I always tell people it's when you're on social media so much. And I know people say, Shema, but you're on it a lot. But when I'm on it, I'm not, you know, I'm up there, like I said, trying to trying to encourage. And I and I and I encourage people when you're when you're on social media, use it for your entertainment, but also make sure you know that everything you see is not reality, especially to our young our young kids, right? Um, they see people with all this money, they may be um, artists. Um, performers or what have you, they see living this lavish lifestyle, but once the camera goes off, what's really going on behind the scene? And these are images that are portrayed so much across our society. You have kids that try to live up to it. They want to be the next, um, either the next athlete, right? The next, the next <laughs> actor or what have you, as opposed to saying, okay, so who's going to be the next person that's going to be the next fireman? Who's going to be the next doctor? Who's going to be the next police officer? You know, these are these are things that I think we should encourage, but we don't see enough of um, within our communities. Um, we see million dollars here. And I'm not going to lie. I see it sometimes, too. I look at some of these homes and I'll be like, I'll be in awe. And I'm like, this is great. But I also know that, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a happy individual just because you see it. And I, I think, you know, I, something I encourage everyone to do disconnect. That's, that's my big thing. I tell people all the time, find the time to disconnect. And when I say disconnect, that means no social media. Even if, if you're a person that checks it like every hour, all right, go two hours without checking it. You know, because first thing do people do when they wake up, what do they do? Scroll, right? Middle of the day, you're on your lunch period, you're bored at work. What do people do? Stroll, right? What do you do when you're on the train? Even at stoplights, scroll. What do you do before you go to bed? You scroll. And then don't let the internet go out, right? Oh, goodness. Let the Wi-Fi go out. The world is over. Now, now Stephanie, let me, I, I know you're, you're younger than me, but do you remember AOL? 
Yes, I remember okay. AOL. Okay, did you have the, the AOL? You have to put the phone cord in the back of the phone, right? And then you had to do, 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 the little man going across the screen. Yes. Do. So that that was like, that was a big deal. And we had to wait, right? We had to still wait for it to connect. And now, oh my goodness, instantaneously, you talk to your phone, you say Alexa, you say whoever you call, you have an answer, Siri. Back in the day, like when we got that, we were so excited. And it was the slowest thing in the world, right? But it also encouraged us to have conversations with people. Kids were out in the community hanging out with each other. Now, what do they do? They hang out on the phone. They FaceTime each other. They text people as opposed to having open dialogue. Now, Stephanie, as an aspiring social worker, um, do you have any, you know, tips or strategies you would you would impart on individuals um, when dealing with social media or anything that you may use for yourself that you can share? Oh, of course. Individually for me, as Shamar says, disconnecting is very good. Well, social media has very, been very helpful and a resourceful tool for me, disconnecting is something still I need to work on because while, you know, we have the upsides of social media and it be, being very powerful, also the disconnecting from what we see, from what we're learning, we just need a time to rest and a time to, you know, really self-care and you know, even social media itself says, it. you know, self-care is the most important thing when you're looking at specific posts and specific commentary. You know, it always goes down to reminding ourselves that while we can indulge in social media and view a lot of content, we definitely need to take a step back and take care of ourselves. And that's something I would encourage everyone to do, you know, when using social media, just to take a step back and really, you know, go into your present moment and do what you need to do in that moment to take care of yourself. Whether it's content that you're watching that makes you happy or content that you watch that you may need in that moment. It's always good, you know, to take that time and reflect and, you know, do what you need to do to fulfill those other parts where social media may be fulfilling them that may not be so good. And so I would definitely say those are the biggest boundaries, setting boundaries and limiting how much you're on it. Um, I would also say not to wake up and check your phone immediately. Although I know for a lot of folks, it is a big habit. I can't lie. It's mine too. But it's something, you know, I definitely will continue to work on, um, you know, starting the day different um, and setting goals. You know, I think one of the biggest things when setting these boundaries is thinking, you know, if you if you try it and you don't get it right, okay, well, that's it. I'm going to give up. You know, it just takes practice and time to figure, you know, the balance between a healthy social media life and then your own personal life stephanie you said it best i'm not going to say another word you closed the show out perfectly thank you for all that knowledge and all that information you just dropped on my audience and i'm going to invite you back to the show again because you did such a phenomenal such a phenomenal job this evening so i definitely appreciate you thank you for joining me tonight on motivate to elevate to my audience for taking the time out to listen to another week and another episode. Have a wonderful week. And please do not forget, let's motivate to elevate.